Of course, there's work that has to get done. Of course, there's things that need my attention, but they can wait because I come first and I choose myself. I choose myself always and I deserve to be here. I deserve to be present. I deserve to be alive and I deserve to enjoy what is now. Let's dig through the mud together We're so glad you're here Join us here each week For Mudlark Welcome to Mudlark. I'm your host, Danny Boltz, and I started this podcast because I believe that our stories are what connect us, especially the darker, more challenging parts of them. The times in my life where I felt the most deeply connected and okay are within those moments of truth speaking and ruthless vulnerability with another person. Here we talk about topics surrounding inner child, addiction, friendship, love, sex, creativity, connection, community. Really, this is the place where we talk about all the things, especially the things that are sometimes just simply hard to talk about. I'm not here to bring you big names, you guys. I'm here to bring you big topics. And now it's time for us to dig through the mud together. Let's go. Hello, you guys. Danny here. I hope you are having a lovely day. If you're not, that's okay. I always like to kind of point that out. Even when I'm about to teach a yoga class, I'll be like, I'll say something like, I hope I hope you guys have the best day because I teach a lot of evening classes. And then some of my students will look at me and be like, Jesus, calm down. Calm down. Bring it down a notch, Danny. Because maybe their day was really shitty and that happens and that's okay. And actually shitty days are kind of the catalyst to me wanting to record this episode. I didn't have a shitty day. I'm not having a shitty day. I haven't had a terribly shitty day in, I don't know, maybe a week, which is like a win for me. <laughs> I'm like, woohoo, going strong. Um, but I'm actually coming down from leading the first Montana house retreat with Hi over at the Montana house. And I just wanted to share a little bit about that experience with you guys and the biggest takeaway that I received from the retreat. It was so surprising how the whole weekend unfolded, even though, of course, we had an itinerary. Um, it just ended up being more magical, more blissful than I ever could have envisioned and to be honest this well this was the first retreat that I've led without Jess my business partner her and I lead destination-based retreats we've led five or six in the last few years and it was my first time doing one without her and I I started the retreat with telling everyone how nervous I was (laughs) I was like I'm used to having Jess with me So this feels very different. And it was High's first retreat ever. It was really his first time, aside from our spoon carving classes, but really leading something of that juncture, I guess. Like 
leading something that big. And I'm just so proud of him. He did so freaking good. So just to give you kind of a rundown of what our few days together in Northwest Montana looked like, our retreat intention was to help people tap back into their deepest, most connected, authentic versions of self. So basically clear out all the bullshit, unmask, get rid of everything that isn't who you are so that you can leave being that person again. Um, Easy, right? (laughs) It actually was, that's what I mean about how it unfolded. It was surprising to me. So we didn't have like a multitude of workshops that are going to help you go super deep and do this and you know fill out this sheet and then we'll dig there it was like no like people arrived and I kind of started the group with hi with people pulling cards that I painted and drew and wrote out just asking a a simple question and of course they're deeper questions one I think would be like I guess I could pull them out yeah So like this one, acceptance. What is something that I hide in order to gain acceptance? And I can't remember who got that card, but I love starting retreats with just a simple but deep question to really just kind of set the tone for vulnerability and authenticity. And It wasn't long until we had some tears and I'm over there like, hallelujah, (laughs) it's working. Here we go. Because, you know, I I hate when I think about retreats, like when I think about retreats, I instantly think yoga, you know, yoga retreat. And it just seems so like unicorn and rainbow and like you go and you just get so like taken care of and you just get to like lay there and then work out and eat and drink, have a green juice and like all of these things. And our retreat and every retreat that I've ever led has been so simple, but so deeply profound because we get to the root of why we do the things we do, why we carry certain hurts, why we interact with the world in certain ways and it all comes back to our traumas and our experiences growing up and so I'm kind of going on a tangent but I just like I get really I feel really proud of what we're growing what Hi and I are growing and then what Jess and I are growing with our retreats because I feel like they're giving retreats a whole new meaning and it's kind of like this idea too of just giving people an opportunity to slow down slow down get back to the simplicity that the present moment has to offer us and slow down was my biggest takeaway from the Montana house retreat. After we did our circle, we literally all gathered around our big table. We had a super simple nourishing meal. It was a vegetarian stew with vegetables from slice of heaven farm. You'll get to meet uh, Marietta from slice of heaven next week on the podcast. We had an amazing conversation, but yeah, they supplied all of our produce and we had candles. Some of us were drinking wine. Some of us were drinking tea and we just connected and it doesn't take a ton at these retreats to feel like you're a part of something so much bigger than yourself. These people, the, there was eight of us total. We all left just feeling like family, every single one of us. And I'm just so fucking happy. So day two, we got up, uh, we did a yoga class and Chuck, my dog, Charlie, whatever you want to call him, 
he was literally in the living room with us on the couch. Half of the class was spent laughing at how ridiculously huge he is and how he just has to be the center of everything. So it wasn't like a typical yoga class, you know, where it was really playful. It ended with Tracy. We call her Mama Bear now. <laughs> She's like the most mothery, like cozy woman I've ever met in my life. It That class ended with her having a full-blown laughing attack because she was having a release and that's how it wanted to show up. And yeah, it was just so magical. I love adding elements of play and silliness to everything. On that same day, we ended up, so we had like the yoga and then we went and did a cold plunge in our creek, which was crazy. I never thought I would do something like that. I'll share some links from the retreat in the show notes, you guys. They're so beautiful. Shout out to Zoe Hernandez who took everything. But we went and did a cold plunge. I mean, literally freezing below freezing water. It was crazy. Sun was out, frost all over everything. One of the most beautiful days I've ever experienced in fall in Montana. And of course, it landed on the retreat. It was so cool. Did a cold plunge. Um, That afternoon, we had our spoon carving workshop just slowing down, getting back to simplicity. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I I teach woodworking. My husband and I teach spoon carving classes. And so, of course, we wanted to incorporate that into the Montana House Retreat. And let me just, like, paint the picture of this spoon carving class. And again, I'll share pictures. But Hi built us this beautiful, long, very simple uh, picnic table. And we, we did it outside, so sun beating down, but it was still cold, you know, really, really cold, probably 40-something degrees, maybe 50. But we were all bundled up in our sweaters and scarves and eight people around this picnic table with their carving jigs and their little carving set. And we began teaching the class, and then halfway through, I went in and grabbed the molasses cookies that I had baked the night before. I felt like fucking Martha Stewart. It was... <laughs> It was the best freaking thing. So I come out with molasses cookies and hot cider that had been boiling on the stovetop and just treated everyone. And it, it's my favorite thing that I do. I love hosting. I love making people feel cozy and taken care of. And that's so much about like what that whole weekend was about. So spoon carving. And then that evening, what did we do? do that evening I think that was our cookout so we made burgers and just sat around the fire pit stayed out late looked at the stars the stars were so magnificent Um, and then Sunday was our forest bathing and our foraging day so we ended up having breakfast people were taking baths I was drawing people baths like not as much as I wanted to like a couple a day but we have a couple clawfoot tubs and I would like light a candle for them and fill it with Epsom salts and that morning we did our forest bathing session which high led us through we went up to Alvord Lake which is this gorgeous remote lake about six mile not six miles what am I talking about about a mile and a half from our house So we live about six miles from the town of Troy. That's where the six miles came from. But yeah, it's like a mile, mile and a half from our house. And we just got to learn about all the different trees. And we got to really play with all of our senses. And Hai took us just through the coolest forest bathing exercise. It was my first time going through like a proper, (laughs) I'm doing like quotations, like proper forest bathing session. But it was so magical 
it was one of the most beautiful days yet again. And this is actually, this was the part of the retreat where I actually got triggered (laughs) and I was surprised kind of that it took like 48 hours for that to happen just because being around, you know, so many different personalities and being in a just like that type of energy and environment can just be triggering, especially if there's someone there who isn't allowing themselves to just fully step into who they are, which is common. Every retreat I've led, except for the first Montana retreat and then this one, um, there's always kind of been someone who's, I don't know, I, I can't really pinpoint it, but what I've found is there will always be like one person that's just struggling to soften into the present moment. So they're just really in their head, which obviously we all are, but just has a hard time kind of breaking down those walls. And this retreat that did not happen, my trigger was actually born from handing the torch off to high. So I, I mean, if you listen to any of our episodes. We just did our anniversary episode. I think it was back episode eight. Yeah, yeah, it was episode eight. So if you haven't listened to that, do. But we kind of just talked about how we work together, how we, um, what our creative process looks like. And it's been huge growing pains for me in kind of letting him into more of that leadership role because that's what I so naturally kind of fall into. I always have. I've always been the planner. I've always been the one to kind of make things happen in my whole life, not just with high. And as we've been growing Honeysuckle and Mud, our lifestyle business, it's been really important for me to create space for him to lead. As much as it's natural for me, as much as I love it, as much as I get so much from like being seen in that role, but also I just love guiding people through so many different things, yoga, spoon carving, um, writing, like there's just so many, it's such a part of me. So when he was like leading the forest bathing session, that was like the first time at the retreat where I was kind of hands off. And luckily, Courtney from episode one, Courtney Santoro, my best friend, she was there at the retreat and (laughs) we were like walking ahead of the group a little. And she goes, do you like being an earth sign? Because she was, you know, my little astrology geek. She, yeah. So she goes, do you, or she says, don't you love being an earth sign? And my response was, no, I don't like anything about myself. <laughs> Sorry, I laugh because it's just like, it's so funny how I, that's kind of where like m- me struggling to receive comes in. I I have a hard time just letting people, I have a hard time going and asking for help. And it's gotten a lot better but like in that moment, I couldn't just say, hey, Courtney, I'm I'm triggered. I'm struggling. Can you help me? I had to wait for like a door in. So it <laughs> the door happened to be, don't you love being an earth sign? Because <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. So yeah, anyway, we got to talk about that. And it felt so good. And then Zoe, our photographer and good friend, she caught up to us. And it felt so good to just voice what I was feeling. I was like, I just feel really triggered. It's hard for me to like hand things over to high because I'm so used to leading. And then it just totally lifted, 
lifted the hurt, lifted the growing pain. I instantly felt so empowered and light and strong. And this this also just kind of reminds me of taking the power out of your pain. You know, I did a solo episode a few a few episodes back. You should listen to that one too. Listen to all of them. <laughs> Let me know what you think. Um, but I really was practicing that at this retreat and I noticed very quickly, like even from night one, we were all so vulnerable and speaking about things that were hard for us, things we were struggling with. And it just like lifts that veil. It just shows everyone who you are. And I just, it's such a gift to speak the truth, speak the power of your pain. It is, I think, the fucking answer to so much anxiety and stress and hurt spots. So yeah, that happened. And it just felt so good to voice it. I in high nose, I voiced it to him many times. I was like, this is hard for me. <laughs> I'm twitching. But I also realized during that experience, like the more I create space and room for others to rise, the more I love myself and the more I'm seen, which seems like really surprising to me to even say that right now, but it's proving to be true. Like the more I just lift others and let them be seen and put them in the spotlight and let their gifts shine and applaud them and share their work with the world. Like I inevitably feel like my work becomes more seen and the podcast and everything that I feel proud of and love. Like I feel like that's getting recognition and that comes with me kind of slinking off into the background a little, which is really uncomfortable for me, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I wanted to share that with you guys, even though I was like leading a retreat, like I'm still human and I still get triggered and it just felt so good to be able to share that with the people at the retreat, my family, my amazing new family. So let's see, we did the forest bathing and when we got back to the house, um, I started making lunch. We had fresh baked bread. We had fresh baked bread for uh, grilled cheese, like cheesy bread. And it was rosemary. It was so good, with, like multiple kinds of cheeses. And then we had tomato soup. So another part of the retreat that was so freaking cozy to me is we literally fed everybody the food that we eat pretty regularly. <laughs> there was nothing fancy about it. It's like I bake bread every week. We made the same bread that I make every week. We literally had boxed tomato soup, like roasted red pepper, organic tomato soup. If you haven't had that, you need to get that. It's so freaking bomb. But it just felt so good to share our life with people in such an authentic way. It wasn't anything. I mean, even the Epsom salt baths, like that's something we do all the time. There was nothing especially different or heightened at the retreat than how we are just all the time. But I will say this, having people there and sharing that normal simplicity, that day-to-day stuff with them completely flipped our perspective on how rich life is and just the simplicity of life is so of course you guys know I'm a squirrel I bounce around like a freaking maniac but I made them lunch and Hi and I both made them lunch and then we went 
on the coziest foraging session uh, ever. We went up and down the driveway. We foraged rose hips for rose hip tea. We got sticks and pine cones because we made these really beautiful mobiles. It's a super simple craft, but that was part of our itinerary for the retreat was to make something from foraged goods. And everyone got to go home with rose hips that we dehydrated. I accidentally burnt like half of them, but that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, we just, I all share pictures of the rose hip forage too, but it was just so beautiful to share that because that's something we do all the time. In one of the first poems that I wrote for me, this is one that I actually did share a few episodes back. I can link the poem in the show notes, but he he talked about... um, the, the name of the poem is I Want to Tell You Everything. And he talks about how um, something about like rose hips and mint along the creek, how it makes like the best tea. And that evening when we brewed the tea, Hi brought it out to all of us and he read us the poem, which was also a really interesting experience because I'd never seen him share his work. He's only shared it with me. And as he was sitting there, reading I could like feel his nervousness and I could also tell that he was reading it so differently than I've ever heard it and in like this how do I explain it it's like whenever he reads to me I think it's because he just feels so safe and like cozy when it's just him and I but he gets really deep and his voice is low and he just kind of reads at this really beautiful, soft, almost like creamy cadence, if that makes sense. And he, when he was reading this poem, which is actually pretty, like, there's some darkness in it. You know, it talks about some of my trauma from my childhood. And he was, like, talking kind of, like, uppity. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And so when he was done reading and people were like, that was so beautiful, because it is. It's magical no matter how he reads it. But it felt good because I was able to point it out. I was like, babe, that was so different. You read that very differently than you have in the past. It sounded like almost like you weren't as dropped into your voice. And I was able to say it in a way. And I'm so grateful. One of my new friends from the retreat, Kathy, she pointed out that I did a good job because it could be easy to like shame someone a little bit but like that sounded weird like what were you doing but I wasn't doing that she said I did that really well I was just kind of calling out what I noticed in a loving way and then after I said that he goes well let me read another one and I was like oh my god (laughs) and so he read another poem and he totally dropped in it was such a good learning moment for him and it was such a trust building moment for me just knowing that I can always share with him what I see and trust that when I'm speaking from a place of love and acceptance that he will grow always and vice versa. So that happened. We all sat around the table for a couple hours and just talked about everything. We had a couple pretty heavy topics that we discussed. We talked about some sexual trauma. We talked about just childhood trauma in general and just really cracked open together. It was miraculous and had a very beautiful healing session. Uh, Kathy took us through something called Elemental Touch and I'm really excited to bring Kathy onto the podcast. She's incredible, you guys. She's such 
a healing presence. She's a total fire sign. So when I first met her, I was like, whoa, (laughs) I was like, she's, that's a lot. That's uh, she's, she's got a lot of energy. There's, and it was, but it was so healing to be around her. And I kind of have, I have quite a bit of fire in my chart. So I think that's also when I see like a true straight up fire sign in astrology, I'm always like kind of in maybe a little intimidated but when I met her, I was just like, wow, she's very powerful and has a lot to teach me. And she does. So I'm going to be bringing her on the podcast very soon. And yeah, she took us through one of the most powerful healing sessions I've ever experienced. And I'm really excited to explore more of that elemental healing um, or elemental touch. It was powerful. And the next day, We had oatmeal and coffee and kind of did a little recap of the weekend and walked the driveway one last time. And as soon as everybody left, I needed to just sit on the sofa and kind of just sit in everything that just happened. And it's, I don't want to kind of there's something about talking about the retreat that makes it feel like I can't put into words what actually happened and I don't want to like how do I say it dumb it down because it was it was one of the most enriching weekends of my whole entire life and I know that's big and I a big statement but I have never felt so held even though I was hosting and feeding everyone and kind of like steering the ship in ways I've never felt so cradled in love and support in my whole life and Hi and I are still just like what is this what is happening how is this happening what did we do to deserve this kind of alignment and it's just it's really magical we're connected with all of these people now and the biggest takeaway what I realized the biggest takeaway was the slowing down piece and our days like every single day of the retreat like there we did not know time time literally felt like it didn't exist you could never like be like hey Danielle what time is it I would have no idea and we just got so lost in the simplicity of being in nature and eating nourishing foods and not being on our stupid fucking phones all the time. I touched my phone maybe twice in four days. In four freaking days. I can't tell you the last time I did that, even at mine and Jess's retreats. Like I've been on my phone quite a bit, you know, Instagram and just sharing things, like trying to grow it and be like, oh, you guys look at our retreats, like come sometime. But I did not want to be on my phone. It felt, it would feel, even the two times that I picked it up, I was like, ew, this is not meant to be right now. So as soon as we started heading home, we headed home the next day. It was really hard to leave because the house just felt so, it was like vibrating with energy from that weekend and like all of the love and all the experiences and all the crafts and all the food, like everything was just so rich. I was like, I don't want to leave this. Because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to cross the freaking Oregon border and I'm going to instantly go to go back to my ways of being, of being too busy, of being too fast, of being too 
in my fucking head of trying to grow and build and just constantly working towards what? You know, what am I constantly working towards? Like, this is life right now. This is life right now. So when we were driving home, I started to kind of panic about that. I was like, I don't want to go back to those ways. And we were driving and it was Tuesday, which is the day the podcast comes out, Tuesdays and Thursdays and typically. And so I was like, oh, well, I wasn't going to pressure myself to get the podcast out, but how about I just do that now? Like while we're driving, high is driving and we drove together, which was great. Um, We left our truck back in Montana. I was like, I could just sit here and get the podcast going. And this is what happened. So I was like, I'll do this one thing. And then, of course, something else crept in. I was like, oh, now I need to like up. Now I need to create an image for the YouTube banner. Oh, now I need to enter in my next like interview dates. Oh, and it was like layer upon layer upon layer. And then I realized I like stopped myself. I was like, holy shit, this is how my life is. This is what happens every day. It'll start intentionally. I'll have my coffee. I'll light a candle. I'll start one task. And then I start to do my multitasky thing. And then I start to get really busy. And I open up a bunch of tabs on my computer. And it gets wildly messy and busy. And then I just freaking am vibrating. Like I, I love it. But then I'm also like exhausting myself and not being productive. I'm doing too many things at once. So when I noticed what I was doing, I instantly just set my phone down, closed my eyes. If you are in a place to close your eyes right now, why don't you join me? I just want to do this for myself and for you. This is exactly what I did. So setting the phone down, went ahead and exhaled everything out. So full exhale. And started a slow inhale through the nose. Out through the mouth. And again, big breath in through the nose. Letting the shoulders drop on the exhale. I started to just notice what I was doing. What does the pattern look like? What does it feel like in my body? That moment it was busy and wild, but what what does it feel like in your body? Is it calm? Is it tense or you gripping in the face or the shoulders or the hands or the toes? And can you soften? Go ahead and take three more breaths, just slowly in and out through the nose. Now is all there is. Now is all there is. I need to be here. I need to be here more often. 
I need to feel what it's like inside my body. I need to notice the breath pouring in and out through my nose. I can't waste my life rushing forward, panicking, trying to make everything happen, make everyone happy. I need to be here. I need to take care of who I am. I need to breathe. I need to drink water. I need to be soft. I need to be slow. I need to be okay with not doing. I need to be okay with rest days. I need to be okay with rest weeks. Of course, there's work that has to get done. Of course, there's things that need my attention, but they can wait because I come first and I choose myself. I choose myself always and I deserve to be here. I deserve to be present. I deserve to be alive and I deserve to enjoy what is now. Go ahead and take a bigger breath in through the nose. Pour it out through the mouth. And again, deep inhale through the nose. And out through your mouth. If your eyes are closed, softly open them. And I did not pick up my phone again for the rest of the drive home. I did notice that it was hard. I did notice that I wanted to. But you guys, we cannot live outside of this moment as much as we do. I know some of you are probably way better at it than I am. I'm not saying that you're as crazy as I am. But I live so in my head and so in the future. I'm so future oriented. It makes me sick sometimes. And as soon as we got back from the retreat, I made a promise to myself that I will move slower for the rest of my life. Will there be busy times? Yes. Do I have a pretty fucking full schedule? Yes. Will I make time every day, even if it's 10 minutes here, five minutes there, 20 minutes there to turn back inward and give myself the presence and the slowness that my soul deserves? Yes. And I really invite you to step into this slower season of life with me. I would love to have you on this journey with me. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, please do not forget to rate and review the show. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. And if you know of anyone who could possibly benefit from the things we're talking about, send it to them. Send them an episode. Send them a link to the podcast. This is what helps the show get into more hands and hearts. And I just really appreciate it. If you leave a review, do not forget to take a screenshot send it to me either on Instagram at Danny Bolts or at my email hello at dannybolts.com and I will send you the access code into a mini course that I'm releasing on November 1st. All right. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye.